We're back. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Playoff season. It's in full effect. It's among us. In full effect. Welcome back to another episode of ONJ Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremiah. Welcome back to another episode of the ONJ Podcast. <laughs> I am your co-host, Orlando. Okay. Way to be petty. <laughs> um, um, let's go straight into it. What we got? Um, Let's start off with the awards. All right. Some awards have been... um presented some awards have not been presenting right at, at the moment of this podcast recording um i don't want y'all to listen to it and be like what are you talking about like the mvp was announced yesterday like no 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 this one we record you know Facts. we go off based our time you know yeah it's, it's whatever we say talk about it so let's go off first first let's good this in my list here i have defensive player of the year we had brooke lopez evan mobley and Jaron Jackson, can you guess who won? Well, you don't have to guess the announcement. <laughs> um, Jaron Jackson Jr., the guy who many people were saying um, this, he had something going on with the scorekeeper who was giving him extra <laughs> blocks during each game. Talk about it. Um, he Apparently, he beat the a- a- allegations because he won defensive player of the year uh-huh. so congrats to him for beating those allegations and earning this um this award shout out to him for you know bringing value to the defensive end of the court facts um great i mean a great defender uh i think i think um brooke lopez could have definitely been a a good argument for yep. like you know like yeah. a one a a one a one b situation you know what I mean like I wouldn't be wrong with I I mean I wouldn't be mad at you know Brooklyn. either either selection you know what I mean Brooke went crazy this season nah he did the, the, the you know what I mean and he's always been crazy but it's good like for him to actually like you know get that get that recognition of his role of what he's been you know because exactly. I mean everybody remembers you know him in Brooklyn you know all star you know probably one of the best centers. In the league, in the in the um in the East, I mean in the league as well, but like specifically in his conference, you know, you know, averaging you know twenty and ten, close to twenty and ten, like maybe twenty and nine, twenty and eight, and then to now he's just you know straight defenses, you know, truly, truly awesome. So, and it's great to see him like you know put that put that effort in to the defensive end, and all, and all three, you know, even Mobley as well, you know, what I mean, so it's dope for sure. Do you think like those? Is that you think that's something that like actually happened in terms of you know people trying to belittle Jaron Jackson's like you know defensive stats and trying to like you know you think there was actually maybe some refiguring with his numbers? Um, was there actually some refiguring? No. Right. Um, in terms of like if you're saying that they go back and edit his numbers <laughs> to like a lower, is that what you mean? Yeah. No, no, I don't think I don't think they did that. Gotcha. Um, but you know he beat the allegations. He did. Um, those blocks were legitimate, <laughs> according to NBA uh, rules. Facts. Um, so well deserved. Um, Brooke Lopez was in in my mind. I think Brooke Lopez was very close to him. Yeah, and um, then, I mean, and then I guess you could also argue the whole like you know games played. Like Brooke Lopez only missed like four games last season. 
Facts. And then, you know, Jaron Jackson always tends to miss like 20 or so, maybe 15 or so games, Facts. which he did uh, this season as well. So that could also be an argument as to, you know, why, you know, he may have not been the guy, you know. So. Um, an- another thing that I think should be included here to mm-hmm. think about would be the age difference here. For sure. Um, just because Jaron Jackson Jr., um, you know, he's he's younger. So he, he's he, only 23. He's only 23. He has that athleticism, you know. Um, Brooke Lopez, he's, I think, what, 34 around there? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, 35. So, you know, along 35. Um, once you get older, you know, you're not as fast. You're not as quick as mobile. Um, but he's That's been real. able to keep up on that defensive end. And a lot of guys, once they get to that age, they don't seem to play defense like that. For sure. They they give up on the defensive end a lot once they get older because it's like their body can't handle it. But for Brooke Lopez, he's he's been able to maintain in good shape, being able to, you know, control um, everything on the core on that defensive end. So I think it's uh it's very impressive for it to happen at that age. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think uh I don't think this will be the the last we see of um Jaron Jackson Jr. Not only in the DPOI conversation, but I mean, like actually receiving the award. I don't think this is gonna be his like only reward. I mean, he's gotta knock on wood, but like I think he's gotta. I think he's got more in, coming in the back for sure if he keeps it up. Facts, facts. I agree. But congrats to Triple J. Congrats to Triple J. Next up, we have the Coach of the Year, Mark. Uh, um, what? Um, we have the Coach of the Year, um, and. I'm just going to go and eliminate Joe right off the bat because, let's be honest, when you compare him mm-hmm. to the two other coaches here, candidates, Mike Brown mm-hmm. and Mark, what's his last I'm not even pronouncing that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go Don't ahead. do that. What's his last name? Dagno. Dag- no, Dagno. That was, that Dagno. was highly disrespectful. Dagno. Whoa, whoa. You know what will be more disrespectful if I try to pronounce it and I butcher it, okay? <laughs> I mean, at least you try. I appreciate the effort, but go um, for it. Um... So I'm gonna take Joe out because you know um, why though, huh? Why you gotta think say about it? it? Think about it. Think about it. He he. he what he, he may got to do with this? He took whoa. I, I don't know. I thought that's where you were going. No, no, no. I'm just saying I, he took over a team who went to the finals last time. Facts. So it's not it's not as impressive to take a finals team and continue but. having them being good compared to to. Mike and Mark, who took teams who weren't in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Mike Brown got them to the uh, to, what are they? A second seed? Yeah, second seed in the in the Western Conference. For sure. And then Mark took OKC, who everybody said they they were gonna be like the bottom team in the league into the playing. I don't think that's a fair argument because I think it's that's pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Um. You go, you take a uh, previous coach, Emi Udoka takes the team to the finals. You have to acquire all of that. You have to, con- you, it's, the pressure's up, basically. You got to keep keep the train rolling, as they say, you know what I mean? So, I don't think that's necessarily as easy as, as you kind of say it is. Um, but, and I think there's a reason that he is in the conversation, you know what I mean? Because, I mean... And they're still second in the in the East. You know, there was no drop-off or nothing. I think that's a lot to do with him. You know what I mean? Because a lot can go wrong making a – going from the finals and then, you know, and then to a new coach after I he mean, just took he, them to the finals. He was the assistant. He was the assistant. He was. So he, he, he could basically keep running the same things they ran last season if he – He could. If he was an assistant that paid attention, you know, for sure. what was happening. I don't think he asked to, though. That's the thing. 
I mean, I if, it, you if mean. it's, you know, it's not broken. For sure. Why change it up? If it's working. But anyway, you know, go ahead. Be the good advocate here for, <laughs> for to to, you know, be in the running. Either like, way. Bro, Sam Hauser was not getting minutes under Ime Udoka like that. Like, like, come on, bro. Mike Brown is the winner of the Coach of the Year. That's all that matters. Thanks. Mike Brown won Coach of the Year. He did. Um, well deserved. Getting the Kings to go from a team that's never made the playoffs in 16 years to being the second seed is a tremendous, tremendous improvement. Um, so it's very well deserved for him, you know, for all that hard work he put in with this team. Um, you know, I know you've seen those videos where he's running up and down with the team sometimes. Um, so you know he's he's putting in the work, coaching and training. It looks like so. Shout sure. out to him. Um, sixteen seasons. Um, since the Kings have made it to playoffs, I knew uh something was different about him just from his first first practice or one of his first practices. You know, um, I think they just got through practice. One of his players, I I didn't I don't think they ever said the name or I I don't remember. One of the players just randomly yells in the background. You know, ah, and what does Coach Mike Brown do? Ah, yells right back at him. Ah, <laughs> like, so that's when I knew, like, you know, he, he, not only like the energy was different in terms of with the Kings, but he was, he wasn't afraid, and he, and I think he was bringing the right attitude to and the right sort of energy to what's been just a. An abysmal, like an abysmal franchise, really. You know what I mean? Like, it used to get to a point where, like, you know, in terms of like how we talk about Charlotte, or or how I would talk about Charlotte in terms of like, I could definitely count them out. They're not making the playoffs this year. Like, they're not making the play in this year. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's kind of how it used to be for the Kings. You know, like you could always count them out. Like, like when we talk about playoff conversation, let's 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 go to, let's go straight to you know what I mean. Let's go straight to, uh, like Lakers. Let's go straight to. You know what I mean? It's uh, wild that the Lakers were the first one that come to your mind when they don't start with Straight, Let's go straight to, you know, Nuggets, Grizzlies, you know, those there guys. You go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they made it this year, bro. They made it this year, man. This man thinks of playoffs and thinks about a team that was struggling for half the season to get into the play-in. Hey, bro. They, they're they back. They're, they're still in the series, bro. All right? They're, they're you know, up 2-1 right now. So, you got you to gotta give them credit. But... You know, what I mean, those type of teams. You know, Warriors. You know, you think of, you don't think of the Kings, and now second seed. You know, and they're in a tough fight with the Warriors right now. And you know, he now, and I'm sure the go-to is going to be. He just won a championship, and he brought over. You know, and so it's like, low key though, you just you could low key apply the the your Joe Mazzula argument to to him, because I mean. He just came over from a championship team, so he could have low-key just copycatted everything Steve Kerr did. And so, like, is that – so okay, then, okay. So then really different. so really, what you're saying is Mark Dagnall should have got coach of the year. Hey, hey, let's relax. Let's relax. Let's relax. Let's have OKC agenda here. It gets out of pocket sometimes. Let's relax. Here. Um, I think there's a difference if you're copying that, copying the the playbook from one team that has one set of players to another oh team, gosh. compared to to keeping the same team together. Let's relax with the mark. Let's, uh, let's I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I, I just had to confirm if that's what you meant or no, not. No, no, no. Let's relax. Let's relax. 
<laughs> if he copied the playbook, he's doing it with new personnel. Um, the man doesn't have Steph Curry on his team. So, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to be able to uh, oh accomplish gosh. that playbook without Curry. Nah, but they're great, though. Um, he had them playing great basketball. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was, you know, he's an all-star this year. You know, finally, first time all-star, you know. Um, Sabonis did his thing. I mean, it, it's just a great team. And, you know, the way it just it was just great. He, he just... Kings were a very talented squad, and he definitely maximized that talent this year. I mean, and as you can see, what, second second in the West, you know, like you said earlier. So, you know, shout out to him, you know, for sure. Um, I think it's his second win since. Yes, um, sir. Since the LeBron since, days. Since, uh, yeah, his Cleveland days with LeBron. So, congrats to Coach Brown, for sure. Congrats to him. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Uh, should well, add that effect. We should have. We should Um, it. you know the Celtics may the Celtics coach might have not won Coach of the Year, but the Celtics Six Man of the Year won. Talk about it with Malcolm Brogdon, For sure. who beat out Emmanuel quickly and Bobby Portis to take home the Kia Six Man of the Year award. Um, he's done great. Um, Oops. obviously he went from being a starter on the Pacers. So now coming off the bench with the Celtics, and I think he's been he's been doing great in this role, and I think he brings like a different element into the Celtics. Um, Talk about you know it. his skill set compared to Marcus Smart. Um, I think once you kind of like switch that over, yeah. I think it's very it's very beneficial. He's been he's been great controlling that bench unit for sure. So he's been feasting against opposite benches. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like happy he got it over quickly because like most of his games have really been off the bench, to be honest. Like, you know, yes, quickly, you know, had to start a couple games because, you know, Brunson to be out here and there. Um, you know what I mean? And then he would have to step into the starting lineup. And, you know, like, even quickly had a game where it was, it was like he dropped like 40, 40 or something. An efficient, an efficient 42 at that. So, um, shout out to Malcolm Brolin. You know, he, he was mostly off the bench most of the season. So, great for him. Um, very, very efficient this year. Um, you know, shot like four, they say he shot like 40 percent from three, which is it's got to be it's it's definitely a career high for him. Um, I don't know if that's due to you know maybe him not having all that pressure of being a starter. You know what I mean? So you you're able to you know play more relaxed coming off the bench and not having that pressure, or maybe if you know something Joe Mazzulla locked in unlocked in him. I don't know, but um, he's definitely uh, shown that he can be a great. Great. I mean, we've we've all known like you know he's a great he was a great starter in the league. Like he's definitely a starter in this league. We all know that. Um, but I mean, for him to you know to know that you're a starter and the fans know that you're a starter, but still you know produce at a high level off the bench and you know not have to you know just bring like just leave the ego out of it. You know what I mean? And you know just come off that bench and you know be one of the best uh, bench players in the league. I mean that's it's great. Um, I think it's it's also um to look at look at it how for for a lot of years when you that when you think of like the six man of the year, mm-hmm. um they usually gave it to the person who scored the most. Yeah, like you that's you true. scored the most points and boom, you're you're six man of the year. And I think Brogdon here, um, it's more than that. I think he brings more than just he's scoring off the bench. For sure. Um, so I think it's good, um, not only for Brogdon to get it, but also for the view of the of the award itself. For sure. Um, don't treat it no more as like, can you come off the bench and score a lot? It's can you mm. come off the bench and you know be be productive and put that that second unit on your back. Yeah. Um, 
to you know facilitate it on the floor and not just put it on your back in terms of scoring but other features too now quick question there is like so there is incidentals right when it comes to the league like i just said we quickly in terms of you know him having to start because you know brunson's out and you know and he's the only point guard on the roster that you know i guess tips trust to you know start in that position right so i'm thinking like so the current uh the current criteria for six man of the year is to be eligible is you can't start more games than you play. Um, well, yeah, right. Well, no, you can't start more games than you come off the bench. So should that be changed? You think maybe, I think it should be a percentage. I mean, um, like I guess the percentage right now is fifty percent. So no, no, do like seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. Okay, seventy five percent would be better. Somewhere hmm. along those lines. That's solid. So that's re- that's it. That's your only that's, that's your only that's, adjustment. That's make gotcha. it seventy five percent. You make you make players have to play sixty five games to right. get an award now. So that's real. Might as well make six man seventy five percent of the time coming off the bench. That must be that must be active. That must be active for next season. Yes, gotta be okay. Yes. I was about to say because yes. yeah, I don't think Jaren, um, Jaren Jackson met that. Yes, I think he was like two, maybe two games off. So, well, he still won defense play the year. But congrats to Brogdon though. Um, not only a great basketball player, uh, a great activist. You know what I mean? Um, out of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know him and Jalen Brown. You know they be doing their things in the streets and their teammates now. You know, which is great. So um. Shout out to his work on and off the court. Shout out to him. For sure. Next up, the Kings going back to back with award winners here. Um This is really an award, bro. Uh yes, this is really an award. Um congratulations to the first ever history making clutch player of the year award that went out to the Aaron Fox, beat out the Marty Rosen and Jimmy Butler. Do not ask me what the criteria for this award is. Um, cause I have no idea. It is a brand new award. Um, but apparently in the NBA's mind, the Aaron Fox was the clutchest player of this whole entire year. I don't even know how to, I'm not even gonna waste too much. I don't want to waste too much time on this cause I, I don't even know what to even talk about. Um, all three of the players you just named are, you know, Damar, Jimmy, De'Aaron, they're all the clutch players. I mean, and then you could add a whole bunch of other clutch players to that list as well. So um, I don't know. This is an interesting award, kind of like that. Uh, what's the other award that they j- just added um, last season for the um, for the playoffs? Uh, like what the player Western conference? Yes, yeah, like Western Conference MVP. Yeah, like that. So I think this kind of I p- I would put this like kind of in that boat of like just unnecessary, you know, awards. But um, shout out to De'Aaron though. Uh, he's very clutch. Um. I'm kind of happy Jimmy didn't win it just because of that OKC game where, like, he um he just abused um Jalen Williams. But other than that, I mean, Jimmy's, I think, when it comes, like, clutch, I think he's probably one of the more clutch players, especially with that pump fake and, you know, finishing through contact. I think he's got to be, like, I think he's up there, too. I think he should have been up there, too. Um, I I am looking on the website, the the official NBA dot com website. I'm trying to figure out what this whole criteria thing for this award. It's is. gotta be like um, I don't know, game winners. All it said is clutch time is defined as the final five minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime right. when the score is within five points. Um, 
I'll trust, I'll trust all so, three of these guys. <laughs> and then, then they broke it down by like a one possession game ahead or behind by three or less points in the final three minutes, in the final minute, in the final 10 seconds. Right. A whole bunch of analytical work that I'm I don't I don't got time to try to analyze it right now in the middle of the in the middle of the podcast. Oh, for sure. But basically, you know, the last five minutes. I guess can they take over in the last five minutes of a game when sure. the scores within five points? Austin Reeves. Did this man said Austin Reeves? Well, you think he should have won or something? I don't know. He's an he's an he I think for the playoffs if we're talking playoffs. Should be like a playoffs. I ain't gonna lie, it'll be dope if they Listen, had like a playoff clutch player. Uh, all right, let's relax now. Let's relax now. They already added the stupid Western <laughs> Conference and Eastern Conference MVP, which is the stupidest thing ever. Clutch, clutch playoff. Uh, stop, stop. Clutch player stop. of the. Of Next, they're gonna do like they had like the the bubble MVP that Damian Lillard won that one time. We're not, we're not about to do this again, bro. We're not we're not about to do this. That was so stupid. Oh my gosh, that was stupid. We're not doing this. Anyway, congrats to the Aaron Fox for Clutch Player of the Year. Making really, history. We really witnessed a bubble. That's crazy. Yes. A bubble, bro. A bubble. Like The <laughs> Simpsons. No, that was a dome. Never, oh, that was a dome, right? The Simpsons Dang. movie? That's a good, that's a low-key, like a... That's a good, yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. I don't, think it gets, I don't think it gets the recognition like it should. It doesn't. Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. That's, that's what whatever Spider-Pig does. Nah, for sure. Um, shout out De'Aaron, though. Shout out De'Aaron. Next up. De'Aaron's. This man. We have <laughs> we have three awards. Three awards that haven't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could, could quickly, just very quickly touch on them, who you think is going to win. Okay. Um, we can start off with, um, let's do most improved player. The three finalists are Jalen Brunson, Shea Lucas Alexander, and Larry Marketing. Mm. Who do you believe will win? <laughs> um, bias aside, <laughs> you gotta you gotta throw that in there, huh? No bias. I aside. ain't gonna lie, it ain't really that much bias though. Um, these are some good finalists. Too. Some great finalists. Um, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I ain't gonna lie. I don't. I don't think Brent. Well, I think marketing's getting it for sure. I mean, to go from... I'm glad we're in agreement. But I think Shay, It's not a bad argument for Shay. I think Shay should be looked at a little bit more just because he increases... uh, He not only increases PPG up from, like, it was like 24 to 31, right? But he also increased his field goal percentage. So the man's... He had a, a more responsibility to take more shots, you know what I mean? To have to be more offensively aggressive, right? But he still was making, he still was making the shots. He still was able to increase his efficiency. So, I think that should be looked at more. But I don't think people are going to care about that. So, marketing is winning. I mean, I think that narrative's been set since like probably I don't know thirty games into the season. I don't know twenty games. Listen, 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 listen. I I understand where you're coming with the Shea argument because right. I will make that argument right. Right now, here's the thing. Because mm-hmm. I will make it for Shay. Shay has done great. Right? Yes. Um, say it, say it louder for the he, people. Shay. Shay has done great. Yes, sir. He has improved greatly this season. Yes, yes. Um, so has Jalen Brunson. Yes, right? yes. So has Jalen Brunson. But I think I think there's a difference between going from a good player 
mm-hmm. to a great player mm-hmm. and going from a role player mm-hmm. to a great player. Because mm. last season, marketing was just a plain out role player who nobody paid attention about. He was. And now he's an all-star. He was, yes. So he I is. think I think that that margin there is so big. Not to take away anything from like Brunson and and Shea, who you, did you just amazing did. things. You just did. Who did amazing it, things? But I'm gonna let you cook. Who, who, who did amazing things? With, you know, uh, just the the jump. It's a it's a little bit bigger in okay. terms of where he was to where he is now. You know, yeah. last season, I would have said Shea was still still uh, all-star caliber. He's increased. I think there's tiers to being an all-star caliber, and I think he would ju- just jumped up at like a tier. Talk about marketing it. went completely from a nobody to like an all-star. <laughs> so. Nobody, <laughs> nobody is wild. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, but I got you. Yeah, no, nah, marketing's um, I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy in Utah now. Yes, sir. And you know now he's um, serving. You know in the Finland Army. So, uh, that's. Pretty noble. Shout out to him. You know, um, he had to do it for sure. You know, so I think uh, he's definitely got this in the bag for sure. I mean, I don't think there's no questions around that. Cool. Next one that there should be no questions about it. Rookie of the year. Um, we have three finalists: um, Paolo Vancaro, Walker Kessler, and Jalen <laughs> Williams. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Anonymous, right? Anonymous decision. Mm, who do you think? Come on now, come on. Actually, I think didn't the votes leak a little bit ago? Probably did. Um, if I remember right, somebody decided <laughs> to choose. Yeah. Walker Kessler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the person's apparently from Utah. He represents the Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah. Salt Lake, a city in Utah. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. So, like, I'm not mad at like Ben Carroll being the runaway, but like, you mean to tell me that I'm mad they pick Walker Kessler? You mean to tell me t- of all the people to mess up the the uh, un- unanimous decision for for Ben Carroll allegedly, if these votes are real, you choose Walker Kessler over. J Dub, Jalen yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, guess what? What? The person said there was no bias with that decision. <laughs> there, there, zero, zero bias. Zero bias with that decision. If you look at okay. the advanced, if you look at the advanced stats, okay. if you look at Walker Kessler's advanced stats, okay. you 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 could you could clearly see he's the rookie of the year this okay. year. He's clearly okay. the rookie of the year. Okay. I think there's like three people in the world who know how to read those those advanced stats, bro. <laughs> I think the man I think the man pulled up the advanced stats and was like, that number is bigger, that number is bigger, that number is bigger, he wins. So clearly the van the clearly the advanced stats showed. So Walker Kessler, who wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year, who wasn't even getting that much playing time. While Ben Carroll and Jay and J Dub were, you know, cooking, as they say. I mean, I J Dub took a little Jalen Williams took a little bit more time, so I gotta give Ben Carroll his props for for being the guy all season. Thank you. You know what I mean? So that that could be a reason, but Walker Kessler, like Wow, they out they mind. And you're and you're not being biased 
on a Utah they're, newspaper. They're up their mind. Get up their mind. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But yeah, uh, I think Ben Carroll. So ben Carroll. he's got this ben in the Carroll. bag for sure. Um, next up, um, MVP. Mike Miller definitely set him up. Next up, we have MVP. Mm-hmm. The finalists: um, Giannis Antetokounmpo for sure. Um, Joao Embiid for sure. Nikola Jokic for sure. Who do you have winning MVP? Most mm. valuable player in the in, in the National Basketball Association. Who do I have? I mean, I got. Believe. I feel like. Who do you believe? Mm, I give it to. Uh, I give it to. Oh, oh! See, see, see! Right now, it's I tough, think it's actually. between two of them. Of course um, it is, but like, I mean, you gotta choose one though. It ain't no like, like I don't know. I mean, Joker. Let see. Thing is though, like you could talk like Joker's Joker carried his team to a to a number one seed, right? Yes, but Embiid's could you could also argue the same for Embiid as well. But then yes. you could put in the argument that Embiid has Harden, who's also a superstar, right? I guess. And then Joker had he was not an All Star this year. He wasn't. That's a great. That's a great. He wasn't an All Star. That's a great. Year. That's a great point. So it's like. I don't know. It's tough, actually. I don't know. Here's the thing, right? But I ain't gonna lie, though. Oh no, go ahead. Here's the thing, right? I think Embiid's gonna win it mm-hmm. for 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 a few reasons, right? Right. Um, first reason, um, I think some people are gonna get tired of see that's not of Jokic. He won it back to see, back. That's not fair. Giving it to somebody three times in a row is kind of crazy. It's not giving though. It's, it's kind of crazy. If he's the guy, then he's the guy. Then take but is he the guy? Then take but is he the guy? But is he the, the guy? The but is he the guy? <laughs> is he the guy? <laughs> is he the guy? Is he the guy? Love how you talk. Is he the guy? Is he the what? Is he the guy? <laughs> yes. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, now. I think he would have this in the bag if he averaged the triple double. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, no right? Cap. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? So you say he's the guy. Now, here's two things about him, right? Number one, all right? And it's something people are going to take into consideration. Some people might not agree about taking this into consideration, but other people will. Nuggets have been unsuccessful in the playoffs. They are sure. they are an amazing regular season team and bad in the playoffs, including, including Jokic, right? Okay. Because some people, Jokic isn't the best defensive player. So mm-hmm. some people abuse that in the playoffs. And there has been even times in the regular season where there's been games where the Nuggets have get, gotten close, right? It's like a, you know, it's like a, it depends on a game winner. On a, you know, you're, you're, you're up by one and the Nuggets got to get a stop on the other team, right? Right. Jokic is not on the floor for that stoppage because... He's not good on the defensive end. I'm going to eat it. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I was wrong. <laughs> Hold up. My turn. It is, you told me it was my turn. 
All right, let me rebuttal. My bad, Rick Ross. But <clears throat> we're talking MVP of the regular season. See now, this is it's a problem. I think the problem lies is when we talk about is when we announce these awards and it's so close to playoffs. And then you want to like kind of incorporate some of those playoffs narratives, playoff storylines, you know what I mean? And that's fair. And then, but see, and then you got to talk about the past, you know, bring in, oh, he's a defensive liability, you know, when it in the indie series and stuff hold like on, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To oh, clarify, uh, to clarify, I just want to clarify something okay. so you could continue. My example of him being a defensive liability was literally in regular season games mm -hmm. when they had to get a stop that they took Jokic out. That's real. Because he was a defensive liability. It's not just a playoff thing. It's a, it's a regular season thing. Continue, continue, continue. Understood. But I will say, the man averaged triple-double. Wasn't he off by like .2 something? Go ahead. He was off by .2, <laughs> two-tenths of a second. You know what I mean? Um, for a center, he's not Westbrook. I think that is he's not. No one is. Um, for a center, I think that's truly impressive. Uh, I think, but see, thing is, I just don't want it to be. I just don't want the argument to be. Oh, I don't want him to win three in a row. Not that I. I would rather the argument be that. Yes, and B deserves it, and B, you know, and and B does deserve it. You know, he put up. 33 points a game, you know, and 10 rebounds a game. He was he was dominant, you know what I mean? He was super dominant. And on defensive end, like, you know, active, like, I mean, Embiid was amazing this year, you know? And they had a and they had a better record than, than uh, the Nuggets. So I wouldn't mad if you did give it to Embiid. So, I mean, it's going to be tough, though. So when looking at MVP, right? right. Here's the thing what I have, what I have that's a little annoying with MVP, right? Right. That sometimes I think the award goes to somebody in terms of like feelings in a way okay. of that person. Um, what I mean is if you remember back when the two MVP finalists was Giannis and Harden. Right. And Giannis won it. And then when Harden won it, it wasn't like. Um, I, if I remember correctly, now I might, I might be a little wrong because it mm -hmm. was a few years ago. But if I remember, Harden's MVP season was a little, just a little bit tiny worse than his previous season. Right. And it was like they gave it to him for like, you didn't win it here last season. Here's the MVP. Shut mm. up. You got an MVP now, you know? Yeah. And then if, if we go back even further, mm -hmm. Kobe only won one MVP. Mm -hmm. Kobe should have had a whole bunch of MVPs. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash won an MVP twice. Twice. I don't think so. um, those those should have been Kobe's MVPs, but that's besides yep. the point. Kobe, Shaq, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of ways that, that, that could have gone. So is that why you're saying Embiid? So is that why – so you're, so are you – so just clarify me if I'm wrong, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. So are you saying that since this has been a thing of the past and you just cited two examples, two good examples, so you're saying – is that a reason why it should be and be this is and be dear? Let's take off the word should out of there. Okay. Um, I'm going to put it as in that's going to be a key consideration of some of these voters. Excuse me then. 
Um, do, do I think I think either whether Jokic or Embiid wins it, they they both deserve it. A center won it. Yeah, the center won it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the center won it the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But I think there's a lot of multiple factors that the the voters are gonna look into from past seasons and, and current what's happening to to this factor. I mean, Should they look at the past? Probably not. But let's be honest, it's 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 kind of within them. Just like this Utah guy was biased and voted Walker Kessler. It's it's advanced stats. Advanced stats. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Yochik it just it just goes to show you how great. I mean, how great a season both both had, both gentlemen had, but like also it's a testament how great Jochik is and how great he's been these last three years. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's tough. I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be tough. We'll see though. I think we'll see. I think Jochik ends up in it. Whoever wins, congratulations. Okay. No, I'm probably gonna change it. Jochik should get it, and B's probably going to get it okay. just to give him his first MVP award. It's so like the Harden situation. For sure. Easily. Okay. Understandable. Gonna, I mean, because then it's not that much to lose, right? Because, I mean, Jochik has two already. So it's like we've, we he's got two. So let's not, I mean, three in a row is just going to be. Who's the last senator to win MVP three times? It's got to be Will Chamberlain. Gotta so be. it's like, because I remember, I don't know if you saw Boogie. When he was doing an interview, and he was like, he doesn't want Jokic to win it because him getting it three times in a row would put him into a conversation of him being like the greatest center that's ever been created in the basketball universe. Offensively, you could argue that for sure. Mm. Offensively, now Mm. we're talking offensively. I mean, who are you playing over Jokic? Offensively, or, I, or maybe just in the conversation. Kareem with the height, uh, the, with the hook. You got Shaq, who was dominating for years on years. <clears throat> There's mm-hmm. multiple centers. The league used to be dominated by centers. Yeah. Can sure. you put Jokic back in the the NBA era when uh, when centers dominated? <laughs> what are you? This is the argument. This is the argument. Can we? No, we can't. <laughs> There's no time traveler. There's no. No, no, no. Pull up 2K and let's put him. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I mean offensively, if we're talking like, but then offensively doesn't just mean scoring though. I'm talking affects the game from a like floor spacing standpoint. On, no. People were go- were scared of going to the paint when they had a a, a will, a Kareem, a Shaq in there. From a floor spacing standpoint, from a playmaking standpoint, playmaking he's he's, he's that's what I'll I mean. give you the playmaking like that, part. and I think the playmaking really adds to his offensive repertoire, which is why I put him, which is why I wanted uh, had to have him in that conversation. So I mean, either way, by next episode we'll figure out who won. Okay, we will. Can't wait. Next up, a few coaches have been um have parted ways with their organizations. For sure. Um, so there are coaching openings. Um, Ime Udoka is being looked at for some of these. Um, let's go ahead and start. <laughs> Why is he the person? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he the first name? <laughs> Because you, you mentioned him earlier. You didn't even announce the... You mentioned him oh, earlier. Okay. I got you. yeah. Connecting the pieces, you All know? Right. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, first off, we have the Raptors, who have a coaching opening right now. Um, now, I don't know if Nick Nurse was fired or if 
they like mutually decided to part ways. Um, point is, they have a head coach opening, and Nick Nurse is looking for a job now. What are your thoughts on 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 that in terms in terms of the in terms of the Raptors? You know, going well more in terms of like Nick Nurse who won a championship mm-hmm. and then got fired within what is this like three years? He got fired. Yeah, three I've seen four something. Years? I mean. They said, like, the Raptors have let go, like, two of their coaches of the years. You know, they kind of did the same thing with Dwayne Casey, you know. So, um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't really think Nick Nurse was the problem. I just think the roster is definitely the problem. Um, I think Scotty needs to be incorporated a lot more than he is. So, I think the a way to do that would probably – you probably got to move Van Fleet, to be honest. Um, I think you need more of a less if now I think Van Fleet can play off ball for sure. He did. But I I think I would I would like Scotty to be like a lot more involved. I don't think he's just involved more in the offense and I think you need a coach that would I think 'cause I think he'll allot the potential to this team for sure. Um and I don't think this this nucleus that they have maybe isn't really I think they for one of the stars, whether it's Pascal or um, or or Van Vliet, they need to they sh- should have moved should have moved one of them for move the whole team. I think, I think Restart. They got, I think they could have got some very good assets for those players, but um, assets. It'll be interesting to see like uh, who they hire instead. You know. Um. Yes. Very interesting. Um. Should they have just did a, done a restart instead of firing Nurse? Nurse has been proven, obviously, because you know. The man won a championship for, for the sure. team, you know, um, but the team hasn't been going in the in the direction that they would have won, um, and I think this happens a lot in the NBA where the team doesn't go in the direction where you want it to be, and their first solution is fire the coach, get a new coach, and then you decide to like blow up the team. Yeah. But then I feel like sometimes when that happens, it's like by the time you finally decide, like, okay, maybe it is the team. Mm-hmm. And maybe we just gotta like trade these pieces away. Mm-hmm. I think the value of those pieces like decreases a lot. Right. So hopefully the Raptors figure it out before you know, Van Vliet and Pascal have no more value left. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just curious to see what which direction they're gonna go in. You know, like I don't know if they. I mean, if you're gonna give Earl Watson another go, another uh, a go at it. You know what I mean? Or um, I mean. It's it's interesting. Like it'll be interesting to see like how they how they handle the situation, you know. Like yes. if, if you were rather go like keep it in the house and maybe try, you know what I mean, and try to go that way or try to, you know, email Yudoka or, you know, um any anybody else that's, you know, available. So it'll be interesting for sure. And to go along with that, to connect things all together, right? Mm-hmm. Their former coach, Dwayne Casey, who got fired after winning the Coach of the Year award, mm. went over to coach the Pistons, mm-hmm. and now there's a, a coaching opening at the Pistons because Dwayne Casey is now a front office. Uh, he got a front office role, so now the Pistons are looking for another uh, coach. So you could see how they fired a coach, mm-hmm. and then that coach went on to get a, a front office role. For sure, I think it's 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 interesting to look at there. It is, from the from the Pistons standpoint or from the Raptors standpoint. Uh, from the Raptors standpoint. Okay. 
you Why fire, you, say that? You, you fired this coach after winning Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and he goes to this other organization. Now he's in the front office. Kind of mm. this thing of one man's trash is another man's mm, trasher type okay. of thing, you know? Yeah, and be, so, uh, yeah, Casey is not was not trying to go through another rebuild. Yeah. Detroit, they need a... They need a rebuild, they rebuild. Need, <laughs> they need a rebuild. They need rebuild. a juice cleanse, bro. They need a juice cleanse. <laughs> like something. I don't know. They need something. It's going to take a little while. Um. Yeah. Another team that's probably going to take a while. Mm-hmm. The Rockets, Lord, who will have a also have a coaching opening. Um, um, Ime Udoka has been linked to this team. Um, that'll be dope. Um, yeah, 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 that'll be dope. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be dope. The man's gonna go crazy in Houston because we know how crazy James Harden was. <laughs> <laughs> My lord, why are you like this? What are you talking about? I'm no, just go, providing go some it. some statements, uh-huh. um, some hypothesis, um, <laughs> some some opinions, <laughs> some insights, um, some commentary. Oh man, um, some jokes. Um, but anyway, the Kevin, Rockets have a head opening, a uh, head coach opening. Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, and Ime Udoka. My lord, <laughs> it'll be funny if Nick Nurse ends up going to Detroit. And then you have like both of your coach of the year under the same roof. That'd be funny. That'd be awesome. I like how you just went back to the Raptors <laughs> and the Pistons, but okay. <laughs> I just thought about it. Okay. Like, be okay. Dope. But on the Rockets side, I think it's very important for the Rockets to get a coach that could put this locker room in place. For sure. Because there's been multiple times where they said the locker room doesn't listen to the coach, they do their own thing. You got Josh Christopher mocking the coach. During a game, after he gets taken out, what can I tell you? That whole that's organization—that's all, all I needed to see. <laughs> that whole organization needs some, some yeah. help. Yeah, they need some structure. They need some structure. He may can provide that. Yeah, like, yeah, he could. He could easily. He, he could. could easily. I would not be mad if he just comes in that building with the I, I got a championship. Like, what do you have? Like. I would not be mad if he comes with that approach. Because, I mean, mm. Houston needs something. They do need something. For sure. That whole organization is um dysfunctional. Yeah. They need a new direction. Talk about it. Um, Just like the Washington Wizards um, need some help and some organization. And that's why they have fired their GM. And there is a GM opening over there at Washington, you know, connecting these functional organizations together. One fired a coach, one fired a GM. Wonder why? Wonder why they fired GM? Um, he was doing so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cause the way I was looking, he was gonna give. B already got a super max. Porzingis was about to get a ma- another a max, and apparently Cal Kuzma was about to get that bag. The deal's done. And you were gonna you were gonna put all your money into these three three players, who didn't <laughs> even get you in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Definitely need some organization over there. Get the job, Tommy. <laughs> Get the <a> job, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but glad, glad these organizations who you know have been going downhill for a long time have realized you know the first step to recovery is you know acceptance. What the heck? <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> 
the first step is acceptance, and they have accepted that they are dysfunctional, and they are, they are trying to make changes. For sure. So so I am glad for them. I wish them the best of luck on this journey that they are about to uh, embark on. So kind of you. And and hopefully, they walk out here well and ready for a um a playoff run. For sure. In the in 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 the far future. In the far future, it's hilarious. Prospects are now required to attend NBA Combine. Mm. Moving to a different topic. Um, there will be no more of players being like, I'm going to go number one, so I'm not working out with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you are now required to attend. Um, For sure. What are your thoughts on that? Um... The only thought, the only bad thing I have about it is just like, just potential of, because combine you know is everything, so it's like, so it sounds like they they may want them to play in the five v five, they might have to play in the five v five too as well, so that's a risk, a big risk, and I'm sure agents are gonna be biting their, whatever their pillows or whatever you know, try, hoping that their you know prospect doesn't, you know get, you know, hurt. Really, that's the. I think that that's really the only red flag that would be raised for sure. I was gonna say something, but I I I would rather not say it. Wow. Um, say it, man. You want me to say it? Say it. Um. Okay. So um, we can. <laughs> you're gonna be. Um. What about if these prospects decide to you know um, they do the they do the combine, but but where do you make the difference between them playing five v five in the combine, and then playing 5v5 elsewhere like Chet did with LeBron Bro, what? and got injured. <laughs> so you're saying... Wait, what? I'm what saying there's say, a bro? risk There's a risk that are involves... Are you trolling? Are you trolling? There's, there's, a, right now? <laughs> there, there's a risk that, it, that... What you said there was a risk, right? Trolling. Of mm-hmm. them going 5-on-5 five on, five on combine, right? But they could just go and do 5-on-5 five five against like LeBron. Right now, <laughs> You better pray for Jalen Suggs right now. What are you talking about? You, <laughs> you just bought so much bad energy. I like, didn't bring no, bad energy. No, I'm no. just saying. It's like cool. that same risk that could happen at the Combine could happen like the day before the Combine if they decide like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with LeBron and KD and they offered me to come out and play 5-on-5 five five with them mm. and I'm going to go ahead and do it. I understand. Uh, Sounds like Combine numbers are low. <laughs> that's, that's what it that's I saw that I saw the I saw the uh I saw that announcement that's just what I thought they're just trying to find a way to to get people engaged with the combine again to watch it because the combine used to be a thing like it used to like I think it used to be a thing where people were actually tuned into it and were excited and the the dunk know, contest used to be a thing that people watch it were excited for and look you know what I mean so now it's like no. Like it's not It don't really hit the same Cause I mean Well first like You know Players don't really participate Like that You know what I mean Like the, especially the high High draft picks Which is the people Players want to see And that's probably a reason Why they're doing this Because The people used to tune into. I think I feel like Like well me personally I used to tune in To the combine To see the top prospects Work out So when I don't get to see that I mean It's kind of like Who else It's basically like I'm watching a G League combine Basically that just made me think of something, right? Okay. Um, to watch the top picks, right? But we know the top picks, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think I think once you put the top picks that are there, people are gonna focus a lot on those top picks, For and sure. I think those under the radar guys aren't gonna get as much attention. Um, for example, look at Jalen Williams. Um, you know, a finalist for Rookie of the Year. For sure. Um, really blossom at the end, and it's like if all the attention um, wasn't on you know these top guys in the combine, mm-hmm. would OKC have noticed like his potential out there? So I think there's a lot of guys who, who because the top guys are required to go to the combine and perform, people are gonna look at them more. Could be could have a, a missed opportunity because of that too. That's real. That's a good way to look at it too as well. You know, so it's gonna be. Um, I guess I'm. I guess I'm excited because I guess I get to finally you know bring some of that nostalgia of seeing top prospects actually, you know, work out and you know get to see that, that uh, that that scene from the combine but uh oh i just hope there's no like backfire like we don't just hear like a like you said not to be funny but like a chat story where you know we're you know you just get hurt in the most random time you don't expect so yeah that'll be it's gonna be something to watch for sure facts moving on as we had mentioned can we talk about the playoffs now man the playoffs are underway Jeez, if you would let Louise. me if you would let me finish my statement the playoffs are underway sir the playoffs are underway. Yes. And um, they have started round one of both conferences has begun. For sure. Um, Shout out to OKC for making it in the play-in as well. Um, great season. Uh, I just, I mean, of course, you know, we just got, got Shea, Shea reverted back to his old ways of, you know, you know, offensive, offensive threat, offensive threat. You know, um, hopefully we get to the point where, you know, Giddy can be like, our full like kind of like what I mentioned with Scotty, you know, maybe Giddy be our full time uh, ball handler and you know set up the offense and maybe set up Shea a little bit more. So, um, but great season, great season, man! And shout out to all the other teams that were in the playing too. I don't remember y'all, but um, OKC for sure they stood out. You got that out of your system? You good playoffs? You right? got it out of your system? Playoffs, right? You ready to talk about teams who actually uh, made the playoffs? Wow. Uh, it's crazy coming from a Magic fan, bro. It's crazy coming from. A we Magic both fan. sitting at home right hey, now. That's hey, all brother, that matters. Hey, brother, we hey, both brother, sitting hey, at hey, home brother. right now. <laughs> hey, I just got home. Y'all been home, bro. I just got home. Y'all been home, bro. Okay, we went to Cancun two days early, bro. That's the only thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it, bro. You got it, bro. You got it, bro. All right, so. <sighs> So the the playoffs are on their way. Um, most of these teams are, you know, three four games into it. Um, season obviously they haven't ended, so I don't like, expect us to go into like a full analytical analyzation of all these playoff series. So very mm-hmm. quickly we could run through the current series and where they're at. Um, yes, where would you like to begin, Western or Eastern Conference? Let's Which go conference? West. West, West, West. Let's go one versus eight. Nuggets versus Timberwolves. Mm. Sweep. <laughs> okay. Glad we got that out of the way. A clear sweep. <laughs> think I'm talking about Timberwolves, bro? They, t- they took us out of the play. Like, what, the- what do you want me to say, bro? Oh, good luck, Tim. Good luck, Tim. I hope y'all get a game. I hope y'all get a gentleman sweep instead of a regular sweep, man. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> what the heck? Good luck, Tim. The heck? This ain't New York, bro. Like, okay. Oh, man. Moving on. 
Um, you can talk about it, but I ain't, I ain't got much. I mean, Denver is like I Denver's agree, playing basketball. Like Denver's the better basketball team. I agree, it's a sweep. You know what I mean? They the ball movement, like just they're just playing better basketball. It's literally that simple. Two versus seven, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, who are the team that you think about every time you think about playoffs. You think about the Lakers, as oh. you had mentioned earlier. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It, so they're back. They're back. They are back. I think there were two. They have a two-one lead they right do. now. They do. Um, you know, um, there's been a lot of um bickering with Dylan Brooks about the Lakers, um, saying a few things about LeBron, um, but the Lakers have come out there. They have fought well. They have fought hard. The Lakers do have decisive advantage. Um, because the Grizzlies don't have Steven Adams, which I think is, is hurting the Grizzlies a lot. Oh, for sure. Um, and you know, Jaw has also been injured. Um injured his hand. Mm-hmm. So I think um those are factors you have to consider. Don't just look at it as the Grizzlies are losing to the seventh seed. The right. Grizzlies lost Jaw and Steven Adams, which is right. and they're going against LeBron who knows their whole playbook like right. the back of his hand. Yeah. So Thankfully, um, they were able to get job back for uh, for game was the most recent game game three, three. which yeah. they just paid played. So um, that's great. But uh, I mean, you know, I think you really need him for your for for game two. I think they really missed his presence. Uh, I think uh, AD's just got to be that guy. I think that's really uh the only the only thing I really got to say on this series. If AD's playing well. They their chances of winning are gonna increase tremendously. Like I mean, you know what you're gonna get from LeBron, but I think AD he just, he just has to be that guy. Especially with Steven Adams not being there, yeah, you gotta take full advantage take of over. that. You gotta yeah, you gotta sure. you gotta dominate the pain guys for sure. And you can't have Jaron Jackson dropping 30, 30 points on y'all. I don't Facts. care what you say. Now Jaron Jackson is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he don't average thirty. He don't average. He don't even average twenty. Game in the regular season, so Facts. now should not be the time for him to to have these sort of wild games. And I think I know he only had it. He only had one game, so they pretty much, they kind of tighten up on him the, the next two games. But if you want to win, you know, if you want to have any chance at this series, I think you got to continue to minimize him. And I think AD will definitely play a huge part in that for sure. Facts. Yeah. Next we have three versus six, mm-hmm. Kings versus Warriors. Ooh, um, we great re- series. We briefly touched on the coaching aspect of this. Great series. Um, Mike Brown, who was the former assistant coach of the Warriors. For sure. So, you know, he might have brought over some um, Warrior playbooks and <laughs> plays over there to the Kings. Um, uh, he knows the Warriors playbook. Um, sure. um I don't know if you saw it. Just, just, I think it was t- maybe it was today's game or, or last game. Mm-hmm. Um um, um, Steve Kerr went up and was like, "We we got new plays. You don't know you don't know our place anymore. Nah. We, we we got new plays this game." <laughs> I love that. So um, it's gonna I it it's a series that's very exciting. I think so. I think it's um one of the most exciting series just because again the teams know well each other well because of that. But um, there's been some controversy on the court too. Mm. Um, Draymond Green stepping on people now. <laughs> um. <laughs> He went from kicking people to stepping on people now. Um, got suspended for a game, so that was big controversy on whether he should have got still suspended won. or not. Um, yep. yep. Still won. Uh, but it was a big controversy. Should he have gotten suspended? Should he not? Uh, it's, should he have gotten suspended? 
Uh, no. Well, yes, he should. Some well, bonus did crap. His yes, leg, yes, he should have gotten suspended. I mean, I think if if the message, if I'm thinking about the message that the NBA is trying to send out, then yes, I think it should. have. I mean, I think, but I think if it was anybody else but Draymond, I don't know if they would have. If they, if that, if it, I think it would have just maybe have been just a simple ejection instead of a suspension. Um, That's just me though. Here's something I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, has it's just a, si- a little side question. It has nothing to do with the series. Only just it only has a little bit time to do with the series. And it's like I've seen recently a lot of a lot of like stepping over somebody. Um, and I find that highly disrespectful. It you, is highly disrespectful. You ain't about to step over me. You it's step over me. I am grabbing your leg and I am making you fall on the ground with me. It's highly disrespectful. Yeah. Um. So I just I I really don't like that, and I don't know how guys. I guess guys are thinking more in terms of like I don't want to get suspended, so I ain't gonna do anything. But I'm just saying, you know, me personally. I want to take that. I want to take that. <laughs> <laughs> me personally. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't nah, take for that. Sure. Nah, for sure. You know, you know, just instigating a little bit for the for the players out there. You know, I'm trying to remember the actual clip though. Did Draymond did this a bonus step? Did um Draymond try to step over Sabonis? Is that what you said? Yes, Draymond was stepping over Sabonis. Right. I think Sabonis was grabbing one of his legs or tried to grab one of his legs or something. Yeah. Um, and then like Draymond like full on yeah. stepped on his chest. For sure. So, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Me personally, nobody's stepping on my chest. Anyway, that's real. Um, great, great, exciting match. I'm, I'm really excited. I think they're currently tied two, two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, hopefully, hopefully it goes to seven because I am, I am really loving this series. Oh no, this series. Uh, I mean, the way it's going, I think it's, it should. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to seven. Who you got winning though? That's the key. Um, it's a good question because I don't know. It's crazy. And you're talking about the Kings. You can't even decide between the Warriors and the Kings. And you say, and then you have to actually think about the Kings winning. Like, it's wild. It's They're new, the third seed. It's a new day. They're the third seed. They are. Shout out to them. 16 years. Shout out to them. 16 years. 16 years. And they back out here against the former <laughs> champions. Oh, for sure. Next up, we have the four versus five Suns mm. versus Clippers. I'm loving um, them. The Suns, of course, have KD. Um, we know, we know all about that. Um, the Clippers, who have had some injury issues. Um, mm. Paul George, of course, is out for this whole this whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi has been out for for a game, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, from you know, he's crazy that he's playing 40, 40, 42 minutes some of these games <laughs> after not playing for most of the regular season. But apparently, they were you know. They were saving him up so that you know his his malware doesn't malfunction his during the playoffs or something. <laughs> I'm just going off what they say. He's a robot. So. This man said malware. That's wild. Anyway, but shout out the biggest shout out I do want to give out out of this whole entire series, Brody Westbrook. Brody, the defense that Brody. Westbrook, the defense that Westbrook has been playing this series has been crazy. And he's attacking KD. 
He's attacking. He's not afraid he to guard He's not Katie. scared. I love that. He's out here getting blocks. He is out here getting steals. He is playing his heart out. Put some respect on that man. Shout man. out shout out to Westbrook. Shout out to Westbrook. I really I really love what I'm seeing from him. Um he can have a game where I think one of the games he was like 5 for 19, but then he was like my shot ain't going down. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him my own defensive end. Oh, and sure. that's what we need from Westbrook. Shout for out sure. to him. Um Yeah. You said it. You said it all, really. Uh, but I want to touch a little bit more on Kawhi. You know, he hasn't. Uh, he wasn't able to play the last two games. Um, you know, they said his knees back to swelling, like you said. So I don't. Th- Phoenix is up three one right now. Um, they go back to uh, Phoenix for Game Five. I wouldn't be surprised if they close it out in Phoenix, to be honest. Um, but yeah. It's just the clip. I don't. The Clippers got to be cursed. I don't. I don't care. Like I mean, curses are like they can. I don't know. Like you know, you can believe in them or not. But bro, there's no way this team's not cursed. As talented as they always are, they've, they never. They've always been talented. <laughs> they never find a way to like. There's always something that happens. I don't know whether your superstars out or just something just messes up the flow. Something and you, it just stops you from winning it all. So. Yeah, uh, I Phoenix is probably gonna finish it out in Phoenix and um, in Phoenix, you know, four one. So, but I mean, yeah, it's tough. Clippers are in a tough position, man. They really are. When your two superstars are not healthy, you know, it, it's, it's tough. Facts. The Clippers will be the Clippers, you know. How <laughs> the Clippers will be the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the eastern That's side of things. Awesome. Um, the Eastern Conference, we have one versus eight, Bucks versus Heat. Um, both of these teams have players out. The Heat are without Tyler Hero. Um, the Bucks are without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very, very significant blows to both teams. For sure. Um, one more than the other, obviously. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah, I guess. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I ain't going to say one more. I mean, because Tyler Hero is a very... You know, he's a huge part of their offense, you know what I mean? So I ain't gonna say Giannis onto the combo. Yeah. I mean, I'm not he's not Giannis's level of a player, but in terms of impact on team, I think it's pretty similar. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um currently what are we at currently? Two one heat winning? Yes we are. Um so shout out to the Heat. They've been able to put it together. Because um, the Heat have been a complete disaster this season, I'm gonna be honest. Mm. Um, they bringing it in. Though. They're they're putting it together in the playoffs, and that's what really matters. Um, now, are they putting it together because Giannis is out, or do you think they're just putting it together just because? A little bit of both. <clears throat> they're putting it together because they're putting it together. They finally figured they're out putting it, it together, together because they're putting it. Together. Um, you know, it's time. It's t- it's the playoffs. It's time for them to you know oh, tight, awesome. tighten stuff up. For sure. Um, you know, it's time for Jimmy Butler to actually play and not coast like he does in the regular season. Mm. Um, but more important, Giannis is out, so you got to take full advantage of that. You can't you can't have Giannis out and continue to lose. You know, that's real. I think it's um it's gonna be tough for the for Milwaukee, just because Milton has to be their number one option. And this season, like, you know, Middleton hasn't really been... Drew Holiday. Middleton, you know what I mean? Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't think Drew Holiday's 
and number one option. I'll be honest with you. Hey, hey, hey. No. All star Drew Holiday. All star Drew Holiday. <laughs> I mean, he's not a number one. Scoring, I mean, uh, when I say number one option, I'm talking scoring, though, bro. I know. I know. I know like, what you mean. Yeah, so, like, I don't think Milton's, I mean, like, I don't think Holiday's that guy. So, I Brooke think. Lopez. <laughs> what? Freaking. Yo, what's up with you? That's like your second time you mentioned uh, freaking, freaking uh, time traveling back in time, bro. You did the same thing about. You just said the same thing about your chick putting your chick back in the in the era of Kareem and freaking Wilt Chamberlain, bro. Like your bitch would get cooked. It's your second time, bro. So I think um, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be tough for Milwaukee, and you know, I don't think their bench is really that deep offensively wise. You know what I mean? So, Joe Ingles. This man. <laughs> bro, the man just went two for seven in game three. Like, <laughs> Wait, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is the six, the runner for six-man lead. Come on now. <laughs> he is, but I, they have him. I think they have him. He's he's Giannis, man. He's starting for Giannis. <laughs> That's what I mean like there. Like, so, so he better produce like Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> this man. This man said he better produce. So it's like, it's going to be tough. Um, And I think they're just... As of right now, without Giannis, they are totally out. They're totally outmatched. They they just don't stand a chance. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just it's really just about when, when will Giannis be back? That's really the the question. Next up, we have two versus seven. The Celtics versus the Hawks. Um, shout out to the Hawks as they took a game. I don't For not, sure, I didn't think they were gonna take a game. So honestly, shout out to them. For that's, sure, that's the that's my biggest takeaway from here. They took a game. Yeah, um, Celtics are up three now. They just won today, um, today Sunday. Um, Hawks are going nowhere. The Hawks are going nowhere. I'm trying to like, no, like I'm gonna be honest. In the playoffs or like as an organization? As an organization. <laughs> no, I'm not even like trying to be funny though. Like when I see, they got a new see, coach, bro. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not even about that, though. I think it's about accountability. Like you just, uh, it's similar to Houston Rockets. To be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you, in terms of like, why do you say Ime needs to go to Houston? Accountability. Exactly right. Holding players accountable. Holding, especially not just any players, but especially your superstars or your your go to. They got a new coach. No, but yes, they do. Yes, but I don't think. I mean, he. They, first of all, they got a mid season, right? Gee, so it takes time the problems that like- they have. First of all, I think it starts at the top. To be honest, now I'm I'm not gonna say Trey Young is all there is is all their problems, but on the defensive end, a significant part of their problems. On the defensive end, the that's man what, is a liability. That's why they got Murray. That man's a liability, and I think um that's getting like exposed a lot. See, see, no, see, like, and I think we talked about that uh, when they got Murray too. Like Murray, like Murray. Like the kind of got married to hide, kind of hide his defensive, you know, liabilities. But yes. that's not that's like impossible to happen. Trey, man, you either gonna have him on Marcus Smart, who if I'm Marcus Smart, I'm attacking, and he has Marcus Smart's been attacking him all series, right? Or 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 you have him on Marcus Smart or Trey or Jalen Brown. And getting cooked all over. Like, that's what I mean. And, like, certain defensive possessions, when I watch him, it's just like, it's just, it's just like, it just, it just spells, are we on offense yet? Literally. I look at him play defense, and I'm like, and I just see, are we on offense yet? When are we going on offense? Because it's like, 
a, a guy just cut behind him. He do, he doesn't see it or nothing, but he's quick to rush to the ball and like you know try to get offensive in. And see the reason, and that's what I said. The reason that the Hawks are not going to go nowhere, right? Is because okay. When was the last time a team has ever not missed any shots in a game? Huh? When has a team never missed any shots in a game? A team never has missed any shots. Um, before the ABA was formed. <laughs> For the creation of basketball. <laughs> no, for real. When was, was the team never missed any shots in an in a NBA game? Before the NBA. <laughs> never. Right? So never, right? So the problem I have with that, right, is you're on, you're on defense, right? You're giving up points, right? And then you're ready to get on offense, right? As if we're going to score every time down the court, right? And like you just told me. There's never been a team. You're not going to score every time down the court, right? So you got to, like, put in some effort on the other end to, like, kind of close that gap to help us win. You know what I mean? So I think uh, he's he's a huge problem. Like you said, he's a he's not the problem, but he he's a big problem. Like, you know, the problems can never be one player when it's, like, you know, a team of 12, you know? So I think he's a big problem. I mean, John Collins, I don't know. I think he's a, I don't know what, I don't, I think he's just a glorified role player. May, may Westbrook be an example for Trey Young? Because Westbrook has put it on the but defensive it's not, end. He's not even trying, though. That's, That's what I'm saying. It's all about trying. And so I don't even he know needs if he's to look, a... He needs to look, Westbrook should be an example, a, a prime example on how somebody can miss shots and then it's like, okay, my shot's not going in. I'm going to play it on the defensive end. You know, Trey Young should start studying Westbrook, what Westbrook is doing this playoff, and try to start incorporating it. Right. Like, at some points, some people, you have the excuse that some people are giving Trey Young about his highs. It's not about his size. Right. Like you, could, you could be small and still try on the defensive end, and you could right. still be good. That's what I mean. So, I mean, it's tough. So, and... You're not hiding that, you know. I don't care how good DeJounte Murray is. Like, you're not hiding that. And then, so then, and it sends a bad message, right? Because, like, if I'm on that team, like, remember the Titans. I love this quote. Um, When Julius, he was, like, the one of the bird tears, like, came up to him. And he was, like, oh, like, you, you're so selfish. Like, you don't, you don't, like, you don't put in no work or nothing, right? And then, like, Julius wants to put in effort, right? But he sees that the rest of the team is not putting in that effort. So why am I going to, like, bust like bust my back if the rest of the team not putting in that effort, right? So I think it's, like, kind of reverse with the Hawks, right? So, like, they see, if, like, I see Trey Young, who's, like, the big guy, like, the Supermax, you know, guy who's putting, who's putting in no work, like, just, you know, just – I don't, he's he's a cone. Like I don't know, bro. You you've been going crazy on the Hawks, bro. I think we spent more time talking about the Hawks than we did it with the whole Western bro, Conference. Like, <laughs> like, bro, it's just like it just it just upsets me. Like you've when I watch, like when I've been watching the Celtics games, and then it's just like, bro, like he's just not trying. Like I will understand if like they just like try to post you up every time, and then like you're just not big enough, and you get shot over. Like okay, that's different. But to just let them just blow by you and then just be quick to rush on offense. Yeah. 
Just be happy in the Hawks face. <laughs> Thank the Lord. All right, moving on, moving on, because we spent an hour talking about the Hawks. <laughs> um, and we're probably, this should be a quick quick one, two, three versus six, the 76ers versus the Nets. Over. Um, it's over. It's a sweep. Um, it's a sweep. I don't think there's much we have to we have to talk about it. I mean, I have nothing. It's a sweep. The Nets, the Nets sh- traded everybody away. They're lucky. They're, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> they're lucky they made it into the and playoffs. Like, and that was the thing too. We kind of pointed out, like you know, how far would they be in the playoffs? Like once they trade away all their players, and they, they made it. Oh, so, whoa, 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 whoa! They made it because KD and Kyrie got the most of those wins. That's real. That's why they're in the playoffs. But like. I think it was like we were talking about like where will they still be able to like keep this positioning, you know what I mean, no. without having to survive a play in. And yeah. they did though. Yeah. I mean they made it, you know what I mean? So shout out to Mikael Bridges though. You know, it's his first playoffs as a number one option. I think that's something noteworthy about. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. And plus he had it he was able to, you know, play in his hometown and then plus play for the Brooklyn crowd. Um I I don't think he performed the best. What? You know what I mean? Uh but I mean, it's his first playoffs as a you know the guy, Dinwiddie. I mean, Cuckoo's more already said. No, I'm not for the repeat. I'm not for the repeat that. I'm not going there. Wild. That's a wild nickname. Kuzma been talking crazy before he even signs his. Before he even signed the new deal, he must know that the new deal's already in the banger. They must have sent a a, a pre. They must I, have like an under the table. a signing bonus or something, boy. Because, like, bro, that man's been talking crazy before he even, like, signed anything. So, I think, um, yeah, that would be interesting. But uh, shout out to Philly. Um, they handle business as they should. Um, it's good that they weren't able to not give up any wins. Uh, it's going to be interesting because, like, uh, you know, with, with playoffs, right? And then, you know, you got to wait, like, something – like you gotta wait for you know certain series to finish and everything like that. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see like you know with the extended rest that they have, will that affect them against Boston? You know, in their next series. Loki isn't that better for the seventy six. Why you say that? Just in terms that didn't wasn't there a report that Embiid was having like knee right like he aggregation was. problems whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think. Having time to allow him be to rest and reheal that knee is going to be beneficial for them. Okay. So I think I would I would take having you know free days for him be to heal over you know having continuously playing. I oh. think it's easier to get back into the role continue compared to like keeping that same role but sure. aggravating that knee even more. I think for sure. That's, that's worth. And I think it's good that they were able to finish out the series without him too as well. You know what I mean? Fact. So it's like you know. To finish out the sweep, you know, game clinching in Brooklyn, you know what I mean. So I think that's very important as well. Um, you know, Tobias came up big. You know, he had a, a big double double in that game. So, you know, the role player stepped up. You know, and it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I think six or Celtics is gonna be a great. That's <laughs> gonna be. A, I mean, I, I mean, the Celtics Hawks is still going on, but you know, the way you <laughs> talked about the Hawks, the Hawks ain't going anywhere, bro. It doesn't matter. We know what's gonna happen. Oh, bro, so it's like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, I'm I'm excited about that one. That's going to be a great one. Last one, we have four versus five, Cavs versus Knicks. Mm. Um, the Cavs were finally back in the playoffs post-LeBron era. Um, the Knicks, who got Jalen Brunson. I mean, they haven't made it since LeBron I love left. that. I love that. Um, I don't know. I just love that you said that. The, the Cavs, you know, got Donovan Mitchell. 
mm-hmm. you know Donovan Mitchell has been doing great for them um so they they got a well a good core right there um versus the Knicks or defense intensive Knicks and Jalen Brunson who has been going off um very very good series um it's 3-1 now though I expected this to be a, a 2-2 by now mm-hmm. um but it's 3-1 the Knicks are ahead um so the Cavs better make some adjustments to you know come back because yeah you you, you kind of have to get past the first round. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think this kind of series kind of just shows you the importance of home court advantage, you know. Um, how you just can't take no games at home for granted, you know. So for the Cavs to come out and then lose a tough four-point game in game one, you know, I think that definitely hurt them and kind of probably hurt their momentum for sure. You know what I mean? Um, so then, you know, you come out hungry, right? And then you, you come out great. And you you take game two, which is what you should have did in game one, right? And then now you go to, and I don't care. Like you go to a New York Madison Square Garden. Bing bong. There's no crowd like it. Bing bong. You're playing in front of celebrities on top of celebrities. J Cole was at game three. Fat Joe. Spike Lee. The New York crowd who was very intense. Like, bro, it's insane. You know, and I think uh, you know, it meant something for like, you know, and I think, you know, Dom and then you have Donovan Mitchell, you know, your star player, you know, he's playing he's playing like, you know, in front of his own crowd and everything, and that's great, you know. But if you're Darius Garland, right, you can't you can't go four for twenty one. You just can't do that. And and I mean defense. And that just showed me it kinda just showed me Yep, and defense as well. You know, that's important as well, right? So it's like that kinda just showed me like, you know, maybe the the spot was too big, you know. Because Master Square Gardens just from looking at it and watching it, it it looks like a beast. It is his first playoff series too. So that's maybe real. he has to get adjusted to in New to York. That, to in New York, your first playoff series yeah. in New York. So that's a that's that's not oh a gosh. an easy task right there. And then Nick fans, they do not let up. Like even though the team may have been trash next year, it'll it'll be like I mean uh, not next year. The team may have been trash last year, or they may have had a disappointing performance in the playoffs last year. They're gonna come back this season like they won the championship last year, and like still like that energy is still gonna be the same they had for last year. So. New York don't play. So, I mean, I think um, this is – I mean, of course, it's a must win this game, this game four. Um, I mean, not game four, this game five. Uh, going back to Cleveland's a must win. I mean, if they don't win, they lose. But, I mean, it, it, it's going to be tough. It's gonna, I mean, New York's going to become ready. And, and Jalen Brunson, I mean, he's he's a veteran. I mean, he's a vet. Like, he's he's been he's been playing his – he's just great. Man, there's nothing else you could just say. He's great. He's just great. That's it. I really hope the Cavs are able to pull it out these next games. Pause. So we can have. Go ahead. So we can have a seven game series or six. X six. I don't. I don't know the likelihood. Mm, I mean, I want to watch it. I think it could happen for sure. I w- I wouldn't mind seeing yeah, another. Get, get your pieces together. Like, come on now. I wouldn't like, mind. Yeah. You're back in the playoffs, bro. You can't rely on LeBron anymore. Get, get, get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Get a lot of LeBron LeBron. It's crazy, man. Brunson's only in his fifth season, bro. His fifth season. Oh, he is on drafted. 
He's playing like a vet. What does that mean? He's undrafted. Huh? What does that mean? He's undrafted. That he's on his fifth season because he was undrafted. What that mean? Wait. Wait. Was he undrafted or was he a second round pick? I don't know. I think he was. I want to say he's. You're right. Second he's round. He was second, second round. round. Okay. 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 Yeah. You know that chip on your shoulders type of, you think type Dallas, of mentality. You think Dallas is missing him? <laughs> I I wonder <laughs> I wonder if Dallas misses him. Like oh, <laughs> Dallas who didn't make the playoffs. I, <laughs> I wonder if they miss Brunson. Bro, Brunson's so tough, bro. Like he's so tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I mean, I guess for for like entertainment purposes, it was be it would be cool to go back to New York. But if I'm the Knicks, yes. you, you got to do what you got to do. Nah, I'll close it out in New York. That's funny. Yeah, That's I guess. Fun. I don't know. That's risky, though. But well, we'll see. That's it. That's who, all the, the playoffs. Who you got winning the series? The Knicks are up 3-1, so <laughs> I'll say the Knicks. All right, but just checking, bro. Just checking. Okay. Uh, it's great, though. That's all the teams. Everything. So... It's, it sadly has come to that time when the episode is coming to an end. Thank you guys for spending this this time with us, um, this hour and almost twenty five minutes with us. My here. Lord, um, Jeez. yeah, yeah. So we really appreciate you guys. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all them things. Um, Andre, Andre. Um, um, make sure you rate, follow, subscribe, download. Our, our podcast on all podcast platforms. Um, make sure you tell your friends, your your parents, your coworkers, your grandma's dog walkers, auntie. Um, sp- spread spread the word about the podcast. Everything. Um, we appreciate you guys. We out. We out.